0: Hello, all. Welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 453, and today we'll be talking about Clouds on the Horizon from the Owl House. I'm GC13. I'm Soren, and I'm David. Did you hear about those legally mandated lunch breaks that the that the Emperor's Coven takes? I, I'm gonna take that, get my OT. I, I think I have a good career ahead of me. What do you think, guys?
1: Yeah, I mean those those Emperor's Coven unions must be no joke to get anything as far as a mandatory lunch break or overtime from the Emperor. Although the mandatory lunch break was made up. I don't know if... I don't think Bellos actually gives them mandatory (laughs) lunch
2: breaks. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hey, he gives them one day off a year. You can't say he
0: doesn't give them anything. Yeah, you literally can't say that. Yes, for their own funeral. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So, how to... How to summarize this one? It's actually kind of tough for me to summarize, but I guess we should just say they lay out their plan to stop the Day of Unity, but since they have a whole day ahead of them, Luz goes off to rescue Amity from having been grounded by her mother. Things don't go so great on the rescue. It turns out that Odelia already had full knowledge of what the Day of Unity is. And uh, let's say she doesn't really care about all the other people that will be dead. She just cares that Belus has promised her she'll get to live like royalty. Mm. (laughs) How naive. (laughs) Way too naive. (laughs) Alador, however, is a savvy operator. Instead of believing what the Emperor tells him, he believes what King tells him. Although, to be fair to Alador, King was really just confirming all of the suspicions Alador had already had. Mm. And uh, Alador puts his foot down, he quits the, the Blight family enterprise, and uh, he's able to rescue everybody, except for it turns out actually to be Luz that Kikimura kidnaps to bring before Emperor Bellows. She was going for Hunter, but Luz and Gus bamboozled her.
1: Yeah, those that little illusion trick that Gus pulled off was wild. Fooled me, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're if you watching it the second time, you'll notice that Luz does Hunter's I'm-gonna-fade-into-yellow thing to protect Willow, but, you know, at the moment, it's just Hero does cool thing you're not really thinking about, that's other hero's cool thing.
1: Exactly. I didn't catch that it was Luz who did the teleporting on the first watch. I did catch that it was weird that Hunter did the little little raspberries. That That caught more of my attention. Yeah, that seemed out of character, even in the moment. And I mean, Luce isn't exactly that much safer going to the Emperor, but you know, she has that martyr complex. Yep, if there's a sword, she's gonna throw herself on it. But another thing, David, is that, aren't episodes like this adding a lot more context to the Collector, since you're watching them in the most bizarre order? Yes,
2: it's so (laughs) funny to, like, see this again and be reminded just how involved the collector was with like just the truly evil schemes like hearing him gleefully get excited about oh what if we make another Grimwalker? and also just torturing Bellos a bit like how do you think the human realms changed like i get that he's a kid that is just bored out of his mind and has literally all the power and time in the world and i get that he doesn't understand mortality or whatever but dang just making him a child they instantly were just like Oh yeah, here. Look, he's just a baby. It's fine, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> does he get that much of a pass?
1: Bellus was probably a very bad influence on him. Like he didn't have any sort of model for normal behavior.
2: Um,
0: have do you remember that rule book the collectors had about how if anybody resists us, we murder their entire planet? I don't think he ever had any positive role models
2: in his entire life. Exactly.
1: Like it's it's astonishing that he turned out that well at all.
2: Yeah. I mean, they had to do it. (laughs) They had to give him a quick turnaround. But it's just like, you know, he was open to it because he had nothing, right? And he's childlike in temperament and in sort of behavior. So he can be influenced very easily, especially when it's like compelling. Like, oh, look at Luz and her friends. That seems like a more compelling way to live than what the emperor's giving me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it it outside the realm of possibility that being trapped in there for what a thousand years has probably driven him a little bit crazy
0: yeah right it, it, it at least hasn't hurt his rhyming ability
1: that's probably all he did let <laughs> come up with those songs and rhymes
2: yeah i also appreciate that Bellows basically says nothing at this point so it really helps reinforce that there it just reminds you there's nothing redeemable going on here or like there's no regret he's just like Silently continuing his horrible plan with really no thinking to be done, right? And he doesn't even care about interacting with the Collector at all, except for whatever means he needs to get to.
0: He does talk, he promises the Collector that, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna let you out, man. I wouldn't (laughs) break a pinky swear. Have I ever lied to anybody during my campaign of genocide?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and what did- I forget his exact words, but when the collector was accusing him of enjoying making Grimwalkers just to kill them, he's like, No, nonsense. It breaks my heart every time he chooses to betray me, which is the just most haunting choice of words.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And doesn't sound very heartbroken to me.
1: No, not at all. There was a bit of sarcasm in there. Like I said, more tears were shed at getting rid of the apartment futon than um he had getting rid of his like pseudo brother clone nephew it's a shame you're not on twitter i think that
0: i think that could do some views there <laughs> that is a princely send-off
1: um we get just so many so much stuff happens at this episode of course because this is when they really start had to start cramming it and even despite them having to rush so much they dragged that palisman reveal out for so <laughs> long
2: <laughs> yeah
1: that's super cool though even through the time skip,
2: the egg is such a great choice. Though I love Luz's uh, explanation, and yes. I didn't know that. By the way, like when we saw the palisman uh, emerge, I didn't. I didn't even realize. I, I hadn't connected that she carved it into an egg. I was just like, "Oh, she has <laughs> an egg somehow." So I, <laughs> I, I, I like that it's this.
1: <laughs> Damn it, David!
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's this just too much i know <laughs> I, I think
0: we're just lucky she didn't end up with the togapi, really
2: <laughs> yeah at least the egg didn't stay incorporated
1: exactly i mean it had the little sphere as the tail
2: mm. yeah it's kind of a design element a little little bit of rattler
0: in there
1: yeah it uh it, she rattles every time that she flies around which is adorable
0: oh there is there is some Interesting stuff that happens in this episode that does not get paid off at all. Like the one thing I remember driving everyone up the wall is like, what is with Alador's palisman looking just like him? And then they're looking in there and he's like, the the palisman is a hexmix fiend just like Alador is. And it's like there, there was genuine confusion. It's like, wait a minute, is this episode saying that Alador
1: is that palisman? But apparently not? Well, he doesn't have a palisman. Are you talking about the rat in his lab? The rat with the goggles just like him? How is that not his palisman or him? That was an inside joke. See, if you read the trivia on the Wikipedia page... Oh, the oh, if you like read did, the
0: wiki, it all makes sense. Okay. Um,
1: apparently, it was an inside joke because someone drew art of him in like a pose from Ratatouille. <laughs> and so this was a continuation of that joke of making a rat that looks just like him.
0: Well, congratulations to them, they
1: managed to confuse the heck out of the (laughs) fandom. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's like, what the- he is the rat. He shapeshifted into the rat. No, yeah, it was, um- Ooh, Alador's a basilisk the whole time! The scene where the Alador-like rat that appeared in Alador's lab was inspired by an earlier scene in the storyboards where Alador struck a pose reminiscent of Remy from Ratatouille. In later storyboards by Ben Holm, He drew in a rat that looked like Alador in response, which Dana liked and then decided to keep in. (laughs) This is really funny. This is the second time I've talked about Ratatouille today.
0: Truth is stranger (laughs) than fiction.
1: That movie just becomes more and more culturally influential over time. Like nobody was talking about Ratatouille when it first came out that much.
2: Every single freaking time I eat strawberries and cheese, it's just like <laughs> that's it. I'm like, this is an absolutely normal pairing of food, and now I will always associate that scene. See, that's with- not even that's not
1: even from like the, the people talking about it after the fact and like the jokes people have made. That's just straight like the emotional effect yes. that the movie had on you. Yes, <laughs> and it's so right. It is delicious, but no, Ratatouille was brought up earlier today because somebody was talking about getting those campers that you put on the top of your car, and I was like, oh, it's like a little hat, and if you drove the car from the hat, it'd be like Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And true. And of course, then the, the, there's a second thing
0: that this episode did the fandom. Now, I didn't bite on this one, but there were a few people who were like, oh, we never actually saw Ida receive the coven mark. Um, so maybe, uh, maybe she didn't actually get it. Maybe there's like a triple cross going on here. And I'm like, we watched Rain watch her. So yeah, I thought it was pretty clear that she got it. But you know, clearly, they were doing something with Rain's little, you, you know, Rain never wanted to bring Ida into this business into the first place. So right. I understand the trepidation at her so
2: willingly self-sacrificing herself here. So would you say that Ida's plan is effectively just ratatouille the Day of Unity? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> No,
1: I think it's more <laughs> like, um- She's
2: just breaking the chain.
1: Yeah, like putting a moldy blueberry in with the rest of them and then leaving it out overnight. Sped up. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I, I can I can see her curse being a moldy blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you don't even know how Ida lost her arm.
2: Well, now I, I guess, you know, it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, she she probably loses it in the next episode. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: I just and wonder what- She didn't what... even have to. No. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> well, hindsight is 2020 We'll
2: get there when we get there, but I think it wasn't a bad decision. That's a great sacrifice, though, because I was definitely thinking about well, I I had to think about it because there were airships, and it's like, of course, Avatar. I just, I can't see airships in a cartoon <laughs> season finale without thinking of Avatar. Um, mm-hmm. But Avatar famously has, uh, has a, a few s- characters that make sacrifices that either the sacrifice is like real and interesting, or like the sacrifice just gets reversed. And uh, it's nice that Ida makes a sacrifice with a new twist, which is, a sacrifice that didn't even really need to happen. <laughs> that I, I like that. I like that they didn't need to do it, and there are consequences to that too. Yes, that's that's you know pretty cool.
1: So I think I think we've all been avoiding the elephant in the room for long enough. The thing, of course, that made this episode blow up all over the internet, and of course, it is who snitched on the cats.
0: I, I'm telling you man He's Lion-O He's got the Sword of Omens He has sight beyond sight That's just how there is to it So no one ratted out the cats
1: Yeah, I don't think that there was actually A
0: turncloak among them I think that it's just magic
1: They maj- They put a bug in the room Something like that Well see, that's a boring response I guess now we have to talk about the kiss then
2: <laughs> Yeah Yeah. They already kissed though, right? But not, maybe on not on cheek. the mouth Okay
1: <laughs> okay who's calling (laughs) hey bestie can i give you a call back in like an hour okay cool all right bye okay so
2: all of that was recorded and all of that has to be included in the in the the podcast because first i thought you were just playing celebration music for the kiss and then it was the soviet anthem which is amazing (laughs) That was my cousin. Now we definitely have to
0: talk about the Harley Quinn show now.
1: B- why? Because more socialism? Yes. It just keeps <laughs> coming back. We're not even <laughs> that kind of podcast. Um, So it was great. Uh, There was actually somebody who, like, the scene where they kiss was animated, specifically by, like, a guest animator. And I can't find on the wiki. And it w- probably wasn't James Baxter. No. He has his own unique style his like probably would have even been better but they didn't get him in there for it. Nobody can top James Baxter. But what we did get was gorgeous. I loved looking at it. I love that they were just like we're bringing in the big animation bucks for this one. Yes. They did it a couple times this episode with the fight with the big robot and with that scene, I mean, they went they went all out with the scene with like the color and the composition and the music and everything. They did not pull any punches.
2: And there's so many subtle details, like, I have to go back and look at it, but I swear even Luz's blush just looks more detailed, like, the color is richer, it's not just a circle on a face, I don't know, like, her, because you need to see her reaction to the kiss and, like, feel all that, like, Mm -hmm. warmth and excitement and
1: surprise. I think, uh, Tom Barkle, I'm, like, 80% sure he's credited as additional animation. Yeah, he animated the kissing, Tom Barkle. Crikey. He also did a bunch of other stuff in the Owl House. Anything to do with the the Grom dance? No, it was actually the first episode of season three. He animated a couple shots actually in the fight with possessed Hunter and the group. Oh, okay. So when Bellos takes over Hunter, that really good animation as they're fighting, and when V is like trying to suck the, the magic out of him, that's also so all that is him, along with some other stuff. But Thank you. Thank you, Thomas Barkle.
0: So they have their own heavy artillery they can call in.
1: Yeah, and it's great. I mean with Gravity Falls, I think they did actually get James Baxter in. He was in the um The Intro the actual title sure. theme. The intro, but he was also in, I think, the dinosaur episode. Well, it wasn't a dinosaur, it was a, a pterosaur, whatever. Before the paleontology people wrote me a new one. <laughs> Oh, but what about what about this
0: being the episode where we meet Roka for the first time? Uh, Kiki Mora's
1: Obamatron. Yes, that was great. Kiki, Kiki having just the most insufferable Napoleon complex was a great touch.
0: Well, I'm taller than everyone.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, Kiki Mora's vibe this whole episode though. Like the, the
2: just the hat and the coffee and <laughs> yes. clearly so just defeated. not having a day. Yeah. I mean, does she know? She knows exactly
0: what the Day of Unity is about.
1: Remember that baby pet store that Ida in the body of King got trapped in? Yeah. I wonder if Kiki ever got trapped in there.
2: <laughs> Just by casually walking by? <laughs>
1: yes, exactly, because she's so little. And now she's extremely bitter about being short because of that experience.
0: I mean, if she did get caught there, she would have burned that
1: place to the ground. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's all new construction. Must be. (laughs) Um, We also see Kane continually getting visions of the Collector, or I guess, like, not visions because he's hearing it, but whatever the audio version of that he keeps getting with the Collector as, like, the connection grows. I wonder if it, like, stays, if they can kind of Hmm. IM each other psychically across the universe.
0: It would make
1: sense since we know they're able to call the
0: Collector back for Luz's birthday party, but... Also, it doesn't have to be that way, because he can say, oh, the, the connection went away when the collector broke out.
1: Yeah, no no demon and or human Wi-Fi in space.
0: They, they have the option. They, they could pick whichever they want, if uh, the Owl House has ever continued.
1: Yes, which they should. I mean, I know everybody's pushing on it, but, like, it's not super likely. I mean, I would love it if it did, but I'm not keeping my hopes, like, super high.
0: If ever there was a shut up and take my money... For uh, the Disney Channel. Well, I mean, it would be make a competent Star Wars trilogy, please, but, you know,
1: (laughs) after that! There was never going to be a universe where the Star Wars trilogy made by Disney was going to be good. You know that they were going to get their fingers all up in that and ruin it. They kind of learned their lesson with Mandalorian and some of the others, I suppose. Maybe they have
0: been suitably humbled that not only will they, they allow somebody to make a real Star Wars trilogy, they'll also allow uh dana a little bit more uh more
1: rain on the owl house too let's see what what else do i have in my notes um hunter finally making some friends was very sweet it only took him a week <laughs> yeah making friends and
2: immediately being like and don't you take them away from me <laughs> loose <laughs> yeah it, it's it's almost sweet
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fact why did gus have to make them emperors come in disguises when they already had them
2: yeah, they didn't
0: take the they needed those for the plan. So, they're not going to take those crucial assets for a minor rescuing my friend from being grounded. Yeah, I guess they didn't have any extras.
1: I mean, it was minor until Kiki Mora got real involved. Yeah.
0: Except they forgot that King's outfit was an illusion, so it stayed even after all the others disappeared. Or maybe he was far enough- uh, no, it doesn't work like that, because Luz was already pretty far away when her illusion broke, so I can't create a fig leaf for them to explain it away with.
1: It might have been, like, timing. Like, when Luz's thing broke, it was the same time that um, Hunter's broke. Yeah. They just kind of, like, messed with the timeline a little bit.
0: I I don't think that that was an accident. I, I think it was the surprise of Hunter dispelled it, and then Gus was too exhausted, so he stopped trying. hmm Exactly. But yeah, that Hunter was playing the part of Luz willingly after a little while. I guess when he watched himself get carried away, that's when he's like, "Oh, oh, I must be Lose."
1: Yeah, I don't think he was told about it. Nope, he definitely was not. He <laughs> he did not know until he uh until he saw what was going on. Yeah, and even then it was like, "Oh, wait, everybody, just a second. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up." Yeah, like that wasn't going to happen. Time out be like be like the spider man me But still we missed out on a loose Alador interaction I would have mm. loved to see freshly divorced dad talk to his <laughs> uh daughter's girlfriend
0: Oh come on let's be honest this is a TV show it, he he would know it was safe to call her
1: his daughter-in-law <laughs> Wow. <laughs> future daughter-in-law huh Dad He seems <laughs> it like it It would type. have
2: been nice because we do get an interaction with Adalia and it's just nasty (laughs) you know she nasty (laughs) at least she respected you know the girlfriend part but but not the the oh she's
1: a just criminal we'll get you a new girlfriend yeah (laughs) a witch girlfriend yeah yeah we may be bougie scum but we don't discriminate around here i can excuse homosexuality but i draw the line at race mixing race species mixing yeah no, she she was she only said she was upset
0: about the the wanted posters. So. That's true, it's just the crime. That's nice. No no identity-based hatred. And Odeli's okay with crime. It's getting caught
1: for it that was uh <laughs> the bridge too far.
2: That's right. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, she does that legal crime.
0: You know, somewhere somewhere there has to be a version of the whole oh and after the Day of Unity, when all the hoi polloia eradicated, my family will live like royalty. And then we need to have, like, several seconds pause, where everybody's just has this look of disbelief on their face, and then Luz can finally say, Hey, Odalia, there's gullible written on the ceiling. Yeah. And then Odalia looks
2: up. Honestly, I wish she had, you know, she, obviously she knows she was in the wrong, but all we get is her just looking kind of like, angry but like over it angry <laughs> for the rest of the show or i don't know she just looks bored angry even <laughs> she has that i can't believe you two were ignoring me yeah look on her face yeah it's definitely that so i i don't know i i i it was nice to see it was it was nice to see bellows smashed right like i don't i didn't need to see odalia you know stomped on to death but uh a little bit more retribution It's always nice.
1: So, oh well. I mean, losing all of her family and friends and power and influence and job is pretty satisfying. Yeah. I'd like to think that she just (laughs) serves ice cream (laughs) in some minimum wage job now. (laughs) And has to smile at customers. Uses her magic to tell which ice cream flavor you're gonna want. Yes, she's an ice cream oracle. Oh my god, that would be so good. Where's that guy? What's that? Morning Mark. Who has made every possible AU of the owl house because he makes like four a day morning mark if you listen to this i have an idea for you it's free uh vidalia being an ice cream oracle as her retribution for being a terrible mother i guess
0: and there's no n it's it's just mooring not mourning confuses me every single time
1: um hunter and Luce being bad influences on each other as far as like <laughs> communicating
0: yeah it's like At at no point does either of them be like, wait a minute, does that mean that my fear is unfounded? If I think their fear is unfounded? It's like, no, both of our fears are
2: founded. But I feel like Hunter put more of the pressure on, right? He's like, so I have this thing that you definitely can't say. And also, almost a little threateningly, don't you have something you also (laughs) don't want to be revealed? Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a little bit. I don't think he meant it as a threat, but kind of like that, yeah.
0: It's just where he comes from. Everything is going to be phrased as blackmail. Just It's just how people in the castle talk to each other. Exactly. exactly. Oh my god, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> um, I, b- I believe we owe each
2: other Choco Rolls around here. I'll take an Ube instead. Ooh, delicious. Somehow that shows up for Reddit on me just once a month. Like someone else in the Steven Universe community makes an ube roll for the first time and they're like this is amazing so eventually i should do it <laughs> but i still keep being reminded regularly because there's nothing else to talk about in the steven universe fandom <laughs> to be clear <laughs> one month david it'll be your turn <laughs> yay
0: anyway guys that's it for us on clouds on the horizon
1: join us next week until then i'm gc13 i'm Soren, and i'm david leave us a comment or a review or email
0: later everybody our opening and closing music is by mark soto for more cartoon related content please visit lunarceasefire.com